Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, a show created for women who want to elevate their health, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Tori Nishino, corporate girl turned full-time online health and lifestyle entrepreneur. Join me every week for a high vibe conversation that will inspire you to live your best, healthiest, and most high vibe life. Are you ready? Let's go. Happy Friday. I honestly, I'm really excited for this podcast episode. I'm doing just a live Q&A for my stories. I asked you guys to just literally ask me anything and I have not pulled up any of these questions. So this is literally my first time pulling up these questions. I wanted it to just be like my most natural response. So I'm going to go through some of the questions obviously if there's any like weird ones I'm not gonna ask like not even gonna bring it up but I wanted to just do a little live q and I feel like I haven't done any type of episode where I really like just dove deep on any questions anything any questions that you guys have I want to answer them I want to answer them all and I want to answer them all on here I do Q&A's on my Instagram stories but I feel like when I can do Q&A's on here it's just I can give you a full explanation that is not just like 15 seconds, you know what I mean? Or like me writing out my posts. Some of you say that I have really good writing, but it takes me a long time to write a caption. Like it does not come naturally. I'm not good at it. This is my favorite form of communication is just talking. And even then I'm, I'm still getting better at my communication. I still stutter, still stammer over my words. I still like combine words together and make stuff up it's fine it's it's real it's me and I hope you guys I hope you guys like it I hope you like the podcast so anyways we're gonna dive into these questions I am not gonna be asking or saying saying who answered or who asked the questions because sometimes I feel like I get super shy if people like shout me out but if you wrote the question then you know it's you so I'm not gonna really refer to anyone Unless you want to be shouted out. I mean, I can absolutely do that. I like, I like to stay anonymous when I ask questions because I'm introverted. So if you guys follow me, you might be introverted too. So I'm going to dive in. One of the questions was my age. How old are you? I'm 28 years young. I feel like every year just keeps on getting better. I'm actually at that age too where I don't know, you know, like 28 going on 29 in May. And I feel like I'm at that age where back when I was a kid, I thought that I would have life all figured out and that I would just be like an adult and like have a family. And I thought I would be married and have an adult. And at this age, I'm like, I still feel like a little freaking kid. <laughs> um, I definitely still feel so young. And, and I feel like the more that I learn and the more that I grow, the more that I realize that I, I don't know. I just, there's so much shit out there that I literally don't know how I feel the more I learn (laughs) so that's how old I am I'm 28 I'm at that point where they call like Saturn returns if you're into astrology 28 29 like in that or I think they said 27 we're like you know you make some big turning points and I feel like 27 I did definitely make some big turning points 27 is actually when I started shuffling I think so that was a big turning point in my life for sure which brings me to my next question what inspired you to begin shuffling? So this is a whole story, you guys. I'm so excited. Okay. So when I was growing up, I always loved to dance. Like dancing is just something that I've always loved. I always loved good music. 
I would like get together with, like one of my neighbor friends and we would just like dance and like create choreo. Like I wasn't professionally trained or anything like that, but I just always loved music and I always loved to dance. I wasn't amazing, but I had a lot of energy and a lot of passion around it. And then I remember it was like two times, like very traumatically. One time I was dancing in my backyard and another time I was dancing in my bedroom and like my blinds were open. I didn't realize it. And I found out everyone in the neighborhood, like all of the boys and everyone in the neighborhood was watching me through the fence, watching me through my window and making fun of me. And like, they like opened up my door, they opened up in the backyard and were just like laughing hysterically at me for dancing. And it definitely left a super deep scar. And yeah, I was like, you know, 10 or I don't know, eight, like young, I was young. And that is something that like just, you know, very doesn't seem very traumatic but like it left a scar and it's something that I'm still healing through right now is like dancing in public and it's a fear that I've been working on overcoming and a lot of you that have been following me from the beginning of my shuffle journey know that it's a fear that I've been working on overcoming it's just definitely been something that left a scar on me and so I didn't dance for a really long time and whenever I did dance I would walk all of my doors, close all of my windows, like lock everything, close everything up, make sure no one could see me and no one could watch me or anything like that. And really the only time that I danced was like drunk at a club, you know, like whenever it was like socially acceptable for everyone to dance, that's when I would dance, but I never really embraced it. And then I grew up playing sports. So I grew up playing hockey and then volleyball. And when I was growing up, I played pretty much like every sport. Like I'm, I love sports. I love, I love being competitive. I love winning. <laughs> and so I grew up playing sports and that's why like I never did. I, I never had an interest ever in doing cheer. It just wasn't for me, but like dance was something that I always was interested in, but I played sports and I played competitive and club volleyball and stuff like that. So doing anything outside of that just really wasn't an option. Like it, I couldn't go to practice and go to dance team practice. So it just wasn't a thing. But I remember there was like this little like hip hop group with like some Filipinos um, that were doing like hip hop and stuff like that. And I remember wanting to try out for that and I, and I did and I joined them and we would like create choreos and stuff like that. But like I said, you guys, like I didn't have any type of real professional dance background like nothing serious I really did it for a lot of fun and just you know just to have fun and just to learn and it was something that I liked to do so that was like my extent of dance essentially and then I went to college and never really danced unless it was like at a party and stuff like that or we went to festivals and I remember seeing people shuffling at festivals and my first ever shuffle uh festival I saw a girl shuffling and I was like what is that and she looked so cool and so flowy and I literally couldn't do it. I couldn't get it at all. And this was when I was like 18, like I was a freshman in college. I couldn't get it, couldn't figure it out. And I remember like one of my friends like that could kind of shuffle, like taught me like the running man, especially when the everyday I'm shuffling came out by LMFAO, like when that came out, that's like when it kind of like gained its popularity, I guess. And I remember I went to festivals so much in college. And so one of my friends kind of taught me how to shuffle. I kind of got it, kind of did it. Like I did it like the running man. And it was basically the running man. That was all like I really learned, but I couldn't like to me, the running man was shuffling. Like I didn't know that there was different moves. I didn't know that there was this thing called shapes. I didn't know all of this other style of, of footwork and dance or anything like that. So to me, the running man was shuffling and I kind of learned it, but like, I couldn't do it. I could not do it on command. I couldn't teach it to other people. And 
the only time I ever got it, like, was I remember one time we were at a festival or we at EDC, actually, EDC Orlando, and laid back Luke was playing and like, he like just dropped a song and I just started shuffling like it, it like hit me like with the music and I just started in the running man and it now that I look back it probably looked so horrible. because. <laughs> It was really bad. And then that was like all I could do. And then I never really did it ever. And I still went to festivals and I would still dance. Like I would just dance my ass off at festivals, you guys. And I, you know, we'd go to festivals for, with friends and I graduated college and I, I still love going to festivals. I loved EDM, but like, I didn't really shuffle or anything like that. And it wasn't until one of my good friends, um, kept on talking about this girl. He was like, you need to do what this girl's doing. He's like, you need to start doing this. Like the footwork, the stompy footwork thing. And I'm like, what? Like, he's like shuffling. Like, you need to do this. Have you seen her? And I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And he like mentioned it multiple times. And he was talking about Vanessa Seco, who is crazy to think about that. She's now, you know, like a good friend of mine. Like I love Van. But anyways, he was like, you need to check out this girl. And I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. Because I, I didn't know like this whole world of shuffling. I didn't know it was a thing at all. And he showed me her Instagram, like one day he just like, after like mentioning it like five different times, he showed me, he pulled up her Instagram and he just like put it in front of me and like left, he was like her. And then he like walked out of the room and just like, let me like scroll her Instagram. And I remember going through her, her Instagram, instantly falling in love with her vibe and her energy. And then being like, there's no, there's no way. There's absolutely no way I could never dance like this. Like literally I was like, she's amazing. She's so good. She has so much energy, like so much talent. I was like, she's fucking amazing. There's, I don't look like this. There's absolutely no way I could dance like this. She was doing stuff that I've never seen before. Like, and I was like, literally, I could never dance like that. And then one night, so I started following her on my own Instagram because I was like, this girl's amazing. And then one night I got like super creeper status. And I was just like, I wonder where she started, you know? And I like, I like scrolled to like the very bottom. And she posts like, Van posts like every single day. She's like on it. And I scrolled to the very, very bottom where she like first started shuffling and stuff like that. And I mean, she had so much energy and she she was already great. She like, she was already passionate, but she was like, she was good. You know, like she, she was a beginner at some point. And I saw that. I saw where she started and I was like, okay, like she was a beginner too. Like she didn't just like come out of the womb, like this amazing dancer that we see her now. Like she put in time, she put in hard work, she put in consistency and she kept on doing it and getting better and better and better and better and better. And to me, like I was already a few years into my coaching business and I, I knew very much what it's like to be a beginner and what it's like to suck at things like social media and video and marketing and branding and all that stuff. Like I sucked, I sucked at podcasting. I sucked at video. Like I, I remember what it's like to be a beginner. So I was like, okay, like I, I mean, I was like, I can start this. And I, and then I started looking at other people that were shuffling and, and started finding all these other people that did shuffling and seeing where they started and that they were all beginners and that they just got better with practice and time. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give this thing a shot. And so it was actually June 1st of 2019. June 1st, 2019 was when I was like, I'm going to commit to 30 days of shuffling every single day. And I actually have it on my highlight. You guys, if you go on my highlights, you'll see that it says shuffle or shuffling or something like that on my highlights on my Instagram. And you'll see where I started shuffling. Like it, it, I had a lot of energy. I was super passionate about it. Like I was like, this is fun. I'm having fun, but I was not the shuffler I am today at all. Not even close. 
but I, I mean, I was like, I'm going to do it. And I shuffled with the garage door closed as well. The garage door was closed because I didn't want anyone to see me. I didn't want anyone to laugh at me like that eight, nine, 10 year old girl was still traumatized by what happened to her with all the neighborhood kids laughing at her. So I only shuffled with the garage door closed because I was super terrified. And um, so yeah, that's pretty much, it was Vanessa that inspired me to start a hundred percent. And I, I say that on my social media, I, I tell her that like, she's literally the reason why. And my friend, obviously that showed me her, her page. Cause I had no idea who she was. And so she inspired me to start. And then I got really lucky because after 30 days, like it was like right in the beginning of July, like July 1st or 2nd or something like that. She actually started teaching classes in LA. And so I almost didn't go to class because I was so scared. I'm so, you guys, I'm so introverted. I was so introverted. I wasn't going to go to her class. And I remember one of my friends, Diana was like, are you going to Van's class? And I kind of like met her on Instagram and I just instantly vibed with her. She's like, are you going to go to Van's class? And I bought my ticket, you guys, but I wasn't going to go because I was so scared. I was so scared. I haven't taken a dance class, especially in LA. And it was at a dance studio and I was just terrified. I was like terrified to go. And when she was like, I'm going, I'm coming from Orange County. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. okay, I'm going to go. And so I went, it was like the best time of my life. Like the people there were amazing. The vibes were amazing. I made friends with a lot of people and like everyone was scared to be there too, you know? And, and so it was a really great experience. And then I started taking her classes every Tuesday at T Millie studio, every single Tuesday I started taking her classes and she, and now you guys, because of the pandemic, there's so many amazing shufflers that teach virtually that have recorded classes that you can purchase and you can literally learn in your living room. You can learn how to shuffle. You don't have to go to the studio. So you can literally learn from the best shufflers in the world, from Vanessa, from Elena Cruz. Like I have shuffle classes and I have a beginner shuffle and shapes masterclass where I teach every single move that I have ever learned basically in that masterclass. So like you have so many people now that you can learn from that all offer so many tutorials and classes online that like you can learn from the best of the best. There's literally no excuse. It doesn't matter where you live. All right. But anyways, that is my spiel. That is how I got inspired to shuffle. It was because of Vanessa. Um, I'm going to ask her to be on the podcast because I feel like I really want to bring her on and just share like all like, you know, like she's such an inspiration to so many people. So anyways, that's my shuffle story. Hope you guys enjoyed it. That's like it in, in depth, depth and everything. I, I get that question so many times. So I will always refer people to this podcast episode now. Next question. How do you plan your IG posts? <laughs> you guys, I wish I had a great question for you. Honestly, I'm kind of like all over the place when it comes to my social media. I wish I was more organized. I used to be like when I first started, um, when I first started my coaching business, online coaching business, it was on the side of my corporate job. And I was a lot more organized with my content. Like I would schedule out for the week, kind of like what I would post every single day because I needed that structure. And I was super busy with my corporate job. So like, I kind of needed an idea of like what I was going to post on certain days and, and stuff like that. And I kind of kept it at like themes because I, I was super intimidated on social media. So I'd be like motivation Monday and I would post like my workout. And then like, it would be like wellness Wednesday and I would share like a recipe and stuff like that. Like I cringe when I think about where I started, but now it's honestly a lot more organic. It's a lot more of what I feel compelled to share like what I feel like my audience needs to hear 
is what I share a lot. And then of course, when I am, you know, collabing and creating, you know, dance videos and stuff like that, I, I honestly don't have a plan. I wish I could give you like my whole social media content calendar. I really don't. My biggest tips, if you're trying to grow your Instagram, obviously consistency for sure matters. But what I like to do, because for me, I really like to think about captions that can add value and that can inspire and that can motivate. And that doesn't always come naturally, especially if I were to like plan out a day where I'm like, okay, like today I'm going to post about this. Like it wouldn't just hit me. So what I do is I have a notepad and I try to keep it organized, but it's not super organized, but I have a notepad where it's just the notes on your phone, on your iPhone. And I kind of have different folders about different topics. So like mindset or like workouts or dance or confidence or whatever. And I'll just add different folders and add notes. So whenever I get hit with inspiration, and honestly, my inspiration usually comes from reading or listening to podcasts. Like when I'm reading a book, and I see some stuff out of the book, out of content that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I totally resonate with that. And it and just reminds me of like something that I want to share that I know that would be a value to people. Then when, when that inspiration hits me, I write it out. I write it out and I don't clean it up because I'll just clean it up before I post, but I, I get it out as organically and naturally as possible and I save it. And then eventually I'll just be like, okay, like I want to share this and I'll share, I'll match it with a picture. I'll match it with, um, you know, a video or something like that. So I don't necessarily plan my posts and my captions at the same time, but my captions do come out when, when I feel inspired. And also I feel inspired when I'm listening to podcasts or when I do meditations or when I go for walks or like when I'm just out living my life, that's when I get really inspired. And so whenever those waves of inspiration hit me, I either will just get out my notepad and just start writing it out and letting it like free flow. And then I'll go back and obviously like fix all of the typos or try to fix the typos and like try to make it more concise and digestible and then if I can't write it out I'll literally just get out my voice recorder on my phone and just like voice record whatever's on my mind and then listen to it later and write it out so that's kind of like how I write out my captions and then as far as like value goes, you guys, I mean, I'm always just, I'm pretty much always in content creation mode. Like I'm, I plan, I like to batch things. So when I go and create content with people, for instance, or like when I go on a photo shoot, like I, I bring a bunch of different outfits. I like to just, you know, do a bunch of different videos in different outfits because I don't always, I'm not always in the mood to create content, you know? So I like to just kind of batch it where I have a bunch of videos and a bunch of pictures that I can share and match with captions later. And then like the rest of the days, I can just have no makeup on and be in my leggings all day and it doesn't matter. So I don't really create content real time. I like to just batch it, batch it. It sounds like I'm saying bad shit, but batch it. You guys know what I mean? I like to batch, create my content for the most part, but I'm not perfect at it. And I don't plan everything. The things that I do plan um, are when I am, for instance, bringing on new clients or I'm bringing on new team members, like when I'm actually going to be making a sale or, you know, like marketing something or launching something, I do keep that in mind. And then I'm like, okay, on these, on this day or a couple days of this week, I am going to be heavily promoting whatever, like my shuffle class or my new group that I'm going to be launching for my clients. So I do keep that in mind. Like I basically look at my month ahead 
and say, when am I going to be bringing on new clients? When am I going to be teaching a shuffle class? And when am I going to be bringing on new team members to mentor on my team? So I, I literally look at the month and I pick the weeks and the days that I'm going to be doing that. And then I'll have an idea that I'm going to be promoting that week and have some stuff like ready to go. But as far as day-to-day stuff, I wish I could be more organized and tell you guys that like, I got it all figured out, but I really don't. And I think at the end of the day, it really is about figuring out what works for you a hundred percent. Like what works for me may not work for you. And I know that there's a lot of other social media marketers and influencers that talk about having a social media content creation calendar and like batching all of your stuff and all of that. And I've tried it you guys. And it just does not work for me. I'm more of like a real time type of person and just, you know, sharing with all my heart and like having all of the stuff on my phone, ready to go for when I need posts, but I'm not perfect. You guys, I'm definitely not perfect at it. So that's my answer. That's my long spiel. Hopefully that helped. But I, at the end of the day, honestly, it's about what works for you. Listen to some podcasts, go find marketing influencers and and branding experts and listen to what they have to say. Some of my favorite people, Angie Lee is amazing. She's one of my favorite influencers um, and marketers that comes, you know, talks about marketing. She's one of my favorite people. Another person that I really love is called Rachel Bell. She's another person that I love. So, you know, go learn from other experts for sure and and just take what works for you okay next one is what's your favorite shuffle moves that was difficult for you to master a hundred thousand percent it was the poly pocket (laughs) the poly pocket was the hardest move for me to learn it's the running man but it's like the twist so it's like the running man with your heel down toes up but your hips are twisting and it looks really cool and it it, to me it, it still looks really cool it's still my favorite move but it was for sure the hardest move for me to learn two people actually asked best shoes for shuffling. Honestly, there's so many, many different shoes. The ones that I forever love are my skate high, high, high top bands. I'm all about the high top bands. They're my favorite. I know a lot of other people have different recommendations, like the Nike Air Max 97s um, is really big for like shaping and stuff. They're all right. I'm not a huge fan of them. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of those shoes. I personally love skate high Hot, high top bands. They're like $65. You can get them in really cool colors. I just got a tie dye pair. Um, they support your ankle because they're high tops. My only, only con is that there is not a lot of cushion on the bottom. So eventually, like if you stomp very heavy, like me, like I have a heavy foot, eventually it starts to wear thin. So you can either wear a few pairs of socks. I actually wear three pairs of socks now. (laughs) So you can either wear a few pairs of socks or you can buy like Dr. Scholl soles and put them in for extra support. But those are my favorite for sure. Next question. What's the brand, all the workouts and supplements that you're always talking about? You guys. And every single podcast I want to mention, these are the programs that I coach people through. These are the supplements and superfoods I take every single day. And I literally share, I have free workouts and sample meal plans of everything that I do. So you can literally try them all out for free. If you click the link below in the show notes, you'll literally see like free sample workouts and meal plans and all that stuff. I'll link it in the show notes. It's in my very first podcast episode. Um, and it's also, I send out free workouts to everyone that inquires about it. So you can try them out. 
I'm currently doing a program that's called Nine Week Control Freak, and I love it. Um, so if you ever want that information, literally just click the link in the show notes and you will get all of my stuff for free. And you can try the workouts for free as well. All right. How did you make the decision to leave your corporate job and how scary was it? It was terrifying for sure. But the thing is, when I left my corporate job, like it wasn't like I just left my corporate job and I didn't have like any type of plan or any backup or anything. Like I, I built my coaching business on the side of my corporate job for two years. And then I got it to the point where I could leave. Was it, it was still scary to leave because you have this idea that you have this like guaranteed income from your corporate job, but in all reality, you could get fired and that could be gone. Right. So like your corporate job is not as secure as you think it is. It's not guaranteed. You know, what is guaranteed is what you're able to create for yourself. And so it definitely was still scary because I had this idea that the corporate job was secure and it was just like a stable paycheck, but at any day it could have been ripped from me at any day. I, they could have eliminated my position or like every day at my company, they were doing reorgs. So literally every day, different organizations within the company were getting half of them were getting laid off and their jobs were no longer being just there. Every day, every day, different organization, different unit was getting laid off half of them, like over half. Sometimes there was like one organization that went down from like, went from like a hundred to four people, went from a hundred to four. Okay. So your corporate job, honestly, is not as secure as you think it is. And I mean, some people learn that the hard way, like they get let go. Like what is secure is what you are able to create for yourself. And so when I left my corporate job, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to like leave my corporate job and like start something that I have no business like knowing. I was doing online coaching for two full years, building it up until it got to the point where I was like, wow, I can take the leap now. And it was still scary. Going into the unknown is always scary. It always is. Okay. But I did it for two full years on the side. It wasn't like some like dumb thing where I was like, I'm just going to start this new thing and like have zero backup plan, right? Like I had savings built up. I had, um, you know, I had my business already built up, like running, like I was doing it successfully for two full years and I was making enough money to leave. So it, it, I was just smart about it. And yes, it was still terrifying because the unknown is always terrifying. Okay. What are the hardships of fully sustaining yourself off your online business alone? Wow. Okay. You guys, I would say the biggest, this is a great question, but I would say the biggest hardship is you no longer have a boss. (laughs) Like it's like the biggest benefit, but it's the biggest hardship because now I think our whole lives, for most of us, if you went through the traditional school system and then you went to college afterwards, you've always been told when when to go to work, when to go to school, when are things due, right? Those hard deadlines, right? Like things are due at certain dates and like you would stay up all night making that happen, like projects for work. You have these deadlines for projects at work and the hardest part about being your own boss is managing your own deadlines setting your own deadlines, managing your own schedule and staying productive with that. That is one of the hardest parts that like, I'm not going to lie. Like my first like three months, I had all the time in the world and I was like, so unproductive. I felt more unemployed like than 
like than a business owner and entrepreneur because I just wasn't disciplined in the sense that I thought I was. And I was very, very organized when I had barely any time. Like I had barely any time. So like I had these deadlines, I had this goal, I had income goals and things that I wanted to create because I wanted to be able to quit my job. And then once I quit my job, I was like, what am I doing? So that was the hard thing, honestly, is being your own boss. It's freeing, right? But you also need to set some boundaries and like setting deadlines and goals for yourself and then making them non-negotiable, right? Because honestly, they're, they're arbitrary. Like all of your deadlines that you set for yourself are arbitrary. They're just, they're your deadlines, right? They're like things that you set for yourself. It's not like you're going to get fired if you don't meet them. Where in the corporate world, if you don't meet them, like you could get fired or you would have your boss like bring you into their office and like have a talk with you, which sucks. No one likes that. Right. So you have to play that role of being able to gut check yourself. And that, that is very hard because that's something that a lot of us aren't used to. And that transition was extremely difficult for me being able to say no to things when I could say yes. That was extremely difficult. Like in the middle of the day on the Wednesday, if someone invited me somewhere, like I could go, I could go to the beach. Like I don't have anything holding me back, but if I set these office hours for myself, then no, I have to say no, I can't go to, to everything I am working. Right. And so that's a really hard thing for sure. Managing your time, managing your energy, managing your deadlines and, and really setting them and honoring them. Okay. That's a hard thing. Another hard thing about like fully sustaining yourself off of your business is your mindset for sure. Like that is like, that is the thing because your own personal growth journey is just as important as your business growth. Your business will not grow if you don't grow. And that sometimes is a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people because you want your business to grow. You want to make more money. You want to help more people. You want to scale it and all of these things, but you will never out earn your mindset ever. And so you have to really get real and honest with your own personal growth and the areas that you really need to grow in. Like, what are the areas that you need to improve on? What are the skills that you need to develop? What are the limiting beliefs and the unconscious things that are going on that are operating, you know, your, your conscious mind that you don't even know about? Like, you have to face basically all of, like, the scary limiting beliefs that you might never have to face if you're in the corporate world. You know, you have to overcome your fears, your limiting beliefs, your self-sabotaging behaviors, like all of those things you, you have to put at the forefront and you have to face them. And that is hard. It sucks. It really does. I wish I could tell you that it doesn't. I mean, I can tell you that it makes you a better human. It makes you stronger. It makes you just a better human being uh, that can contribute to society in a more fulfilling way a hundred percent, but like a lot of people never become entrepreneurs or business owners because they're never willing to face all of those things, right? They're never willing to face all of those skeletons in their closet, all of the past traumas, all of the shit that you need to face if you want to become a superhuman. <laughs> like if you want to be, and I'm not perfect, I'm still uncovering all of those things all the time, but the self-sabotaging, all of those things is definitely something that is very, very difficult. Um, managing yourself for sure. Did you go to college? Yes, I did. I went to college and I graduated in finance and minored in accounting only to find out that I hated it <laughs> and only to find out that it wasn't for me. Like I was, I remember going to the corporate world and being like, 
super excited in the beginning because I was like, oh, like, I'm going to have a big girl job. I'm going to work in an office. I'm going to wear heels every day. And like, I wanted to like have work up to have that corner office and like be like the CFO. And like, that was like my big dream, like to have the big office and all that stuff. And then I just remember being in the corporate world and being like, dude, like this is not what I want. Everyone hated Monday. Like when we, I'd get in the elevator with people and be like, oh, like, good morning. How are you? They're like, oh, it's Monday. Like literally. And then when it was Friday and like people were like Friday afternoon, they're like ready to check out and they're like, oh, it's Friday. And I just remember like looking at people and being like, this is not the life that I want. Like everyone was dreading Monday. They loved Fridays. They were living for the weekends. They were living for their vacations and they were just going to work just so they could live and do things on the weekend and go on vacation. And I was just like, that's not, not what I want. Like, I don't want to get caught in this rat race that I thought was what success was, you know, I was like, this is not what I want. And when I looked up the corporate ladder, which is where I was going, like when I looked at my bosses and my boss's bosses, and I saw how burnt out they were and I saw how exhausted they were and I saw how much like how tired they look and how much they weren't taking care of themselves and they were just like drinking diet cokes and having caffeine all day every day and they were never with their family ever I was just like this is not the life that I want to be living all for what oh just to make our shareholders more rich like no no thank you so anyways, that's my spiel that's what I studied in college yes I went to college do I use my degree absolutely not is there anything from college that I use? I mean, honestly, <laughs> I wish I could say yeah, but honestly, probably not. Favorite place to eat. Wow, that's a hard one. I mean, honestly, if I had to say my favorite place to eat, it would be this place called Noma. It's right down the street from our house. It's a small business, a Japanese restaurant. They have the best veg vegetarian and vegan sushi rolls, but vegetable rolls. They have this delicious miso eggplant and they're so cute. Like the, the husband and wife that own it are amazing people and they're so sweet and everyone's like super Japanese and it's just a small business and they have a all their food is delicious. That's probably my favorite place to eat, honestly, but I love cooking now, which is crazy to think because I used to hate cooking. I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to cook anything but like a grilled cheese like that was the extent of my cooking it was pretty awful I grew up on fast food literally eating fast food I'm not even kidding you like that's what I grew up eating I didn't know how to cook at all so now when I go out and eat places because I'm you know plant-based now when I go out and eat places and I'm like paying like $20 for a meal and I'm like I could have made this better like I, I could have literally spent half the amount of money and like made it way more tasty. So I honestly love cooking and making my own food because I mean, I make some pretty bomb food nowadays where I didn't in the past, you know? So it was definitely a journey for sure. Next question is how old I was when I started my fitness business. Wow. So it was four years ago. I guess I was 24 going on. 25. So I was 24 when I started my fitness business because I'm 28 and I've been doing it for four years. So if I'm doing my math correctly, <laughs> I was 24 years old when I started. So I was in my corporate job actually for two years before I started my business and then started my business. And then two years after that, I quit my corporate job and took it full time. So that is my live Q&A. That looks like those are the most, the gist of the questions that I'm going to be answering. Hopefully you guys found this entertaining. 
found it fun. If you want more live Q&As and stuff like this or Q&A videos, definitely let me know. I'd be more than happy to answer them. I love getting to know you guys. I love just sharing my life with you as well and you getting to know me. And at the very least, you guys, my hope for you is like I my biggest thing that I hate the most. I know it comes from a place of like adoration and a compliment when you guys say that like I'm so inspiring, but I want you to do something with your life. I want you to be your own inspiration. I don't want to be your inspiration. I I want to hopefully if I am your inspiration to like inspire you to change your life, inspire you to take action because I want you to be your biggest fan, your, your hero of your life, because that you are, you absolutely can be, you can change your life in an instant. It just comes in a moment of a decision. All right. So hopefully at the very least, I inspire you guys to do something, to take action. Cause the only way that your life is ever going to change is by action. You can dream, you can wish, you can want, you whatever but like the only way things will ever change is when you make the decision that you're going to change them and then you go out there and you do it and it doesn't have to be anything grandiose anything crazy it just starts with that first step one foot in front of the other and then eventually things get easier and opportunities start to open up because you're taking action and you're putting it out there in the universe all right that's my little spiel i love you guys so much and i will see you next week bye everyone Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.